Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Welcome into this Golf Channel podcast. I'm your host, Will Gray. Pleased to be joined in studio here at Golf Channel headquarters by two-time major champion John Daly. John, we are streaming this live on Facebook. Thank you very much for coming in. A little early wake-up call. I know that uh, you're making the rounds here on Morning Drive, but thanks for coming in to talk to us here. Oh, you got it. When you get as old as I am, you get up early. <laughs> you don't want to miss too much. There you go. <laughs> so uh, so we get to the end of the, the calendar year, a lot of golf takes a back seat but here in central florida this is like the heart of the golf season so you are here we talked yesterday during media day for diamond resorts invitational which is coming up in a few weeks and you're also here for the father-son challenge which i know is a fun tournament for you and and uh you're kind of in, in prep mode here a lot of guys have put the clubs away and you're getting ready to go this weekend yeah i mean i've kind of put them away since phoenix our <laughs> finals of the champions tour but uh now my son's looking forward to it. i'm looking forward to it. anytime you get a chance to play with your you know, your kids is, is the ultimate, and uh, especially as much passion as he has for the game, it's, 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 it's a great week. I always want to, we have plenty to talk about here, but I actually need to talk first about LJ, because he has won more recently than you, first of all. But what was that like a few days ago? He's playing up at Harbortown on a PGA Tour venue. He rallies down the stretch, wins a five-man playoff, I believe, with the fist pump and everything on the <laughs> final green. What was what was that like for you to see him win, just overall to kind of be have the shoe be on the other foot now watching him play competitive? It's just amazing. I mean, you know, he just he he loves it so much. He's so competitive, which I love. In everything he does, whether it's, you know, basketball, football, anything, he's so competitive in it, and I love that about him. Uh, but to watch him win like that was uh, incredible, and um, it just shows that the, everybody at Bishop's Gates really taking good care of him, and he's got good coaches around him. He's doing good in school. As long as he does good in school, <laughs> um, he'll be able to keep doing this. Well, I was going to say, I know that he's certainly got a, a lot of coaches working with him, but are you giving him tips growing up? Was he was he kind of a, a make-your-own-swing kid, or are you kind of trying to steer him in the right direction? I just kind of, you know, when he wanted to just kind of go out there, he never wanted to use uh, – junior set of clubs so it's kind of like the way I was brought up but uh, you know he I got him a golf club a putter and a, and a like an L wedge in his hands when he was two mm-hmm. and you know all he wanted to do was just hit it and and <laughs> when he first started playing he would put my clubs under his arm here and hit it um, and then finally got him basically all I did was show him the grip and he yeah. watched me do some stuff and he just he's very natural he's very gifted and uh, he's got some hands that I wish I had <laughs> oh, I know. come on now! I'd say that uh, you're no, doing pretty well. You know, I've never been able to hit a putt where you can read the logo. You can read everything on the ball <laughs> when he hits a putt. It's just phenomenal. So, give me give me the, the state of John Daly. <clears throat> how have things changed for you after turning 50, playing on the PGA Tour Champions, winning this year? What's what's it like for you right now in the game of golf? 
Well, I think finally having a schedule. I yeah. mean, it's been a long time since uh, trying to get exemptions over, you know, almost she's nine years on the regular tour and trying to battle and trying to try, somehow get lucky and do well enough to get my card back, but mm -hmm. it just never happened. Uh, the injuries have really killed me through yeah. ever since 07. And, um, but just to, just to know I've got a schedule now on the senior tour, um, the Champions Tour, it's, I can pick weeks that I'm going to go see my son. I, it just makes everything so much easier. Uh, see my kids, go home to Arkansas, see how the course is doing. Yeah, more, more scheduling, you know, it's easier to basically schedule the time I'm going to see my family. Yeah, I think a lot of times fans kind of get lost with that, that gap for players as they're looking to turn 50 and get, as you said, kind of a, a second lease on things, get that schedule. It's tough once you get to a certain point, if, if your game's not quite there, that you can't rest on the laurels of, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. That's not how the PGA Tour status machine works. And then you're kind of, you're stuck in this middle ground there where you have nowhere to play. Exactly, and it can happen on this Champions Tour just as quick as, I mean, yeah. You know, you win, it's only a year, mm -hmm. you know, and so I got all next year and then, um, <clears throat> but, you know, if you have an off year, it's tough. I mean, it's not easy, one, just getting into the Champions Tour. I think mm -hmm. you got to have four points, which is basically four wins or a major and, a, and another PGA Tour win, but uh, it's not easy. It doesn't matter if it's web.com, yeah. you know, Latin Tour, anything. I mean, our tour, the regular tour, European tour, it's hard yeah. and it's very, very difficult to win. Well, speaking of, of that, how meaningful was it for you to, to win with the disparity? Well, it was great. I mean, you heard in a segment earlier with me and Charlie Reimer, when I saw him literally at the, at the uh, PJ show last January, I said, man, I'm hitting it great. I'm just putting like a dog. And um, like I said, I just went out and concentrated on that. And, you know, it, it's, it was just one thing, just move the ball up just a little bit mm -hmm. at the impact zone of the putter where I can hit it solid and get some confidence. And um, you know, that's why I said my advice to people is just before you go panicking, just check your ball <laughs> position in anything in yeah. your whole game before you really panic. I don't care if you're a 20 handicapper or, or a scratch or whatever. Um, you know, you just don't need to panic. Everything in this game is about ball position. That's, that's part of the maddening thing about golf, right, is that you can sit there and spend six months beating your head against the wall and you find out you needed to move something a quarter of an inch and all of a sudden you've unlocked the gates of heaven. Yeah, on, it's, on the golf course. maybe the putter need to be just a little flatter, maybe a little more yeah. upright. Or, it's just however you can, for me, if I can hit 10 putts just as solid as I possibly can from 10 feet, I know my lie's right, I know my loft's right, and I know my ball position's right, and don't even think, think twice about it. So when we were, as I said yesterday, out at, at the media day for the Diamond Resorts Invitational, which will be in Orlando in January, we talked a little bit about the rules of golf, which is certainly a hot-button issue right now, but I want to get your thoughts on the ball and possibly rolling back the ball, bifurcation. What, what do you feel like is the solution? As a guy who led the tour in driving distance before, that was a cool thing. You're hitting the 300-yard drive that, that now might keep you in the middle of the pack, whereas it was as eye-popping in your day as a 400-yarder is now from, from DJ or Justin Thomas. What's, what's the John Daly solution here? You know, I don't really know. I mean, I think there's too many lawsuits involved when you're going to roll back the ball. I mean, like I said yesterday, I think these companies – are five to ten years in advance of where their ball is going to go, where they're thinking it's going to go. They've got probably mock-ups for it. They know what they're going to do. Um, but seriously, I mean, how much better can the golf ball, or, or should say better, I mean harder, or, you know, whatever. I mean, it's unbelievable. I play the Pro V1X, Tylus. It's unbelievable around the greens, and it goes. And mm -hmm. for me, it's, it's just uh, it's a golf ball that uh, I can hit it full, and my three-quarter shots this year, since I've been playing it, 
are 10 times better than they've ever been. So, um, but I don't know rolling it back. I think just, just let it go. The only thing I feel bad for is these golf courses. I got to spend millions of dollars moving tees back and structuring their greens to where they can make them tougher and stuff. That's, that's, that's the thing that I've seen mm -hmm. because of the golf ball. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't really know if it, it, I, I'm just thinking as a business side of it, there's too many lawsuits. So let's just not even worry about it. Because right. uh, you got too many ball, golf ball companies that are really good, and and doing thriving in business, um, you know I just I don't see it I don't see it coming back at all. Well, back in your day, as I said, you're hitting 300 yard drives, oftentimes with a persimmon wood. How is it hard to explain to the current player how hard it was to hit a persimmon club correctly and, and solidly and get the ball to perform? Well, I mean, drivers when I grew up were like three woods today. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of the driver heads are smaller than the three woods. Uh, but I think, you know, I've always believed the smaller the head, the more club head speed you get, and the more solid you can hit it if you hit it solid. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, these big headed clubs now, you know, they've got the sweet spot is still there, but they're a little forgiving. But I think you lose club head speed. I don't think they're that great in the wind that I've, you know, done. The, so many years trying to play them. Uh, our vertical groove is probably one of the smallest headed drivers out there. Um, and I have I think the Ruben and all them for vertical groove said I was 38% hit more fairways this year than I did last. That'll work. I mean, who, that's, that's uncalled for. I mean, that's, that's yeah. just unheard of. Um, but, you know, I think a, a combination of the, the tie team that goes into driver, the combination of, of the golf ball where it's going, it, it's just, just, let's just let it go. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to go where it's going to go. And um, the RNA and the USGA and uh, all the committees of golf, they need to be at fault. They're the ones who let it get this far for, for uh, you know, calling them conforming. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think we're wasting our breath on, you know, where the, where the problem lies. <laughs> um, but that's what they do, and that's their job, and they want to make the, whatever's best for golf. But I think they're the ones who need to decide that, not us. I mean, and they're going to have to, or they're just going to have to keep letting it go. Yeah. There's really not much we can do. Yeah. A lot of people talk about wanting to win the Masters and how that is a tournament that celebrates their champions. But the two majors that you won do a pretty good job as well of celebrating their champions in the Open Championship and the PGA Championship. What is it like for you to be able to go back every year and you play at, at St. Andrews in the, the Champions event and you have the dinner at the PGA Championship just to get back and reminisce on those those great weeks that you had and then also be able to tee it up in a major championship against the, the best players in the world. Well, it's an honor for one. I mean, it, it uh, shows that the Masters, the PGA, and the British actually love their champions. And I'm not saying the USGA doesn't, but uh, there's no lifetime exemption right. in the US Open, which uh, I kind of understand because it's so-called they want the, you know amateurs to be able to play in it um, as much as possible. But you know, there's a few amateurs that play in the British. There's a few that play in the other ones. But I've never understood why the USGA's never honored their champions for you know to their 60 or 65. But I'm sure they have a great explanation. But uh, for me, it's just an honor to go back and play the great British Open golf courses. And of course, mine's my favorite, St Andrews. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going back to Belle Reve next year for uh, the PGA Championship where I defended. You defended in 92, right? Hopefully get to throw a, a pitch out for my favorite team, the Cardinals, that, that week, which I think is going to happen, I hope. <laughs> there you go. Um, but uh, We'll have someone place a call for you. We can I think we've got it. We're working on it. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I think more for me it's an honor. Yeah. And, you know, it, it still gives us old guys a little chance, a little hope. I mean, 
I look at Marco Mira, won his two majors when he was 40, in mm -hmm. his 40s. So um, it's just great to go back and, and, and compete with the young kids, too. Yeah. Well, as I said, we are streaming on Facebook Live, so doing a little show and tell here. For those of you that are listening to this podcast, you know, to believe that I have here a picture of John Daly with the Claire Jug on the Swilkin Bridge. <laughs> I just want to know, when you look at this picture, what goes through your head? What's your thought? I did something for... Uh, the blue collar people right there. I yeah. mean, I, I really did. You know, uh, the R and eight. I don't know how happy they were when I won because I'm so blue collar. But I tell you, with this picture though, it's not much difference anymore, is there? No. Nah. Just a few more wrinkles. No, I'd say that. Uh, you know, yeah. The mullet. You've done well. The mullet probably. The mullet, we can talk about the mullet. We can have another, you know, yeah. an after show about yeah, that just was just a, the evolution of the mullet. That was just a fad going back in those days, huh? <laughs> but I don't know. I look the same. You pulled it off. You pulled it off. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go with the mullet look, you you embraced it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I think it was better than what's his name, the <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus. I think mine was a little go. sexier than there his. I think. But I mean, that was that must have just been an incredible week, and it's got to be great to eat. with the, with the way that the road it goes with the Open. You're always going back to St Andrews every five or or six years, and just to be able to go back and anyone gets to walk those fairways, it's it's a treat. But certainly for you, having won the Open, having won the Open on the old course, that has to be incredible. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. And I'm going to my other second, probably my <laughs> second favorite place that I never play good at, Carnoustie. <laughs> I love the golf course. I love the greens. I just haven't been able to score there yet. And then fortunes play the Open there the next year. And then mm -hmm. right across, not too far, about 40 minutes away, play St. Andrews for the champions. Uh, Senior British. So. That's a good. It's a nice little double. It's that's, while, while you're in town, it's going to be well, great two well weeks right around. there. Yeah. Uh, is there is there any course that you haven't played that you ever want to play, or is your bucket list of golf you've checked them all off? I think you know I I've had an opportunity. I think it's Pine Valley up yeah. in uh, up in New York. Um, yeah. I've never played it. When Coach Reeves was coaching the Giants, he said, "Come play, man. It's it's incredible. It's incredible." Uh, I know some of the the. The, like the PGA, I think, or U.S. Open's try to get a tournament there or whatever. But I think, to me, that's really the only one. Yeah. Uh, so many people told me how great this golf course is. And um, I, I think one day I wouldn't mind going up and playing it just to see it. Because, yeah. it, I mean, it's uh, every time somebody talks about it, it's like 100% one of the greatest golf courses in the world. So Let's put the bucket list shoe on the other foot. If you can play guitar on stage with any current musician that you haven't played next to, who do you want to team up with? Oh, Elvis Presley, man. I wish he was still, I wish he was still not, alive. Let's not go into Graceland and try and <laughs> zoom the body here. <laughs> uh, I, I'd make too many people mad, but okay. I think... Uh, we'll, we'll stick with Elvis. No, I mean, Elvis would have been... I mean, I've always loved his music, and uh, living in Memphis for 19 years, mm -hmm. you, you just, you just kind of feel the soul of him. I mean, you know, he's incredible. But, you know, I, I've been fortunate to, to get up with Hooting the Blowfish, Johnny Lee, Jake Owen. Mm -hmm. Cole Ford. I mean, all these guys, and uh, I, I really don't know if I could really pick one, um, to be honest with you. But what it, music has been a, a big part of your life, and, and sort of an, an outlet off the course. How meaningful has it been for you over the last, you know, 10, 20 years to be able to have that outlet available and and to be able to embrace that that side of you? Well, I think for one, it just keeps me at peace. I'm not very good at it, but um, you know, I enjoy it, and I have so many friends that do it, and. Uh, you know, anytime I can get up and, and do Knock on Heaven's Door and maybe hit it hard, that song mm -hmm. I had went pretty good on the highway for a little bit. But just to, just to be around those guys and, and you know, I, I, they play golf with me. So mm -hmm. uh, it's cool <laughs> that they say, well, you've got to play a song with me now. So, I mean, it's like 
okay. But uh, most of the time that this happens, the guys play better golf than I do singing. So, yeah. <laughs> but we—it's always in fun. It's—it's—it's it's, it's just. Um, I think it's just kind of an out to release stress as well. What's your level of optimism for Razorback football under Chad Morris? I think we'll score a lot of points. I think this is a time where we've got to have some unbelievable coordinators yeah. come in there. Our defense has been improving. It's just never been in the top five, I think, since we've been in the SEC. I think maybe one year Houston Nutt, mm -hmm. one or two years Houston Nutt may have had them there. But, you know, everything in the SEC to me is defense. Um, you know, you're getting a lot of defensive coaches going to these these uh, colleges like uh, Kirby Smart. Look what he's done at Georgia, second mm -hmm. year. I mean, um, you know, the defensive mind I think in the SEC is what is what is wins a lot close games yeah. in, in your games. And uh, but I think Chad, he's a type of coach that I've seen with him at SMU. Not the greatest record in the world, but uh, I think w we need to score some points and we need to score a lot. And hopefully our defense can just hold. Yeah. You know, hold the other team just to one point or, you know, away from beating us. I don't know. But I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm, you know, I'm always a hog. I love my hogs. Uh, uh, we'll just have to see what happens. A few weeks from now, as we said, you're going to be back here in Orlando for the Diamond Resorts Invitational. Kind of a fun format. You're playing stable for scoring. There's five LPGA pros in it. You've got some PGA Tour Champions pros, a lot of celebrities. What's that event like for you to kind of kickstart the year in a, in a unique way and in a unique format? Well, it's fun because the two celebrities we play with, or if we play with an LPGA player, um, you know, we want to win. We want to grind it out and win. But it's so, I, I got pulling. I got to pull him for Cole, mm -hmm. Jake, and I was pulling really hard for Ray, Ray Allen when he just kicked my butt that day. Which, <laughs> you know, the celebrities and, and the, those type of athletes, they're in a different segment from yep. what we are. Um, but just to watch him shoot 64 or five on me that day was unbelievable. And I think for me, it's just. A great opportunity to see some good buddies, some old friends, and get a chance to play with some of the, see the, some of the LPGA girls we don't get to see a lot. Uh, the <clears throat> and Paula Kramer is huge mm -hmm. for this tournament. She's just been a, a not only a sweetheart, but she's been great for the game of golf. And uh, looking forward to seeing her. But I mean, it's just it's a come it's just a lot of people just coming together that you know great athletes yeah. and just a lot of fun. And the whole week is just a blast. So we were talking before we started this. This is somehow your first trip ever to Golf Channel headquarters here in Orlando. Surprised that we weren't able to get you around here beforehand. But I got to let you know, no one's allowed to leave Golf Channel headquarters without answering a Tiger Woods question. So, no problem. No problem. What are your thoughts on Tiger? He certainly uh, exceeded expectations a couple weeks ago at the Hero. We're hopeful for a healthy 2018. What are your thoughts on on his game and and his well, I'm a great fan of his, and I know we think he exceeded his expectations, <laughs> but ask Tiger that. Yeah. Um, well, I think that might have been, he was even, know. he will say that I think part of what worked at Hero was that he kind of dropped his expectations a little bit. So often we hear him say, I'm winning at all costs, and he kind of went in and said, let's set the bar low, I need to get get some reps yeah. under me and, and, and see how it goes from here. But I know after, I think he shot 69 the first day, three under, his expectations went up to here, I promise you. I know him. Yeah. But um, oh, I love him. I've always loved him. Uh, I wish nothing but the best for him, to stay healthy, for yeah. one. And really the only thing, like I said in the, in the segment with Charlie and Noda, was that, you know, just, I just need, he just needs to watch his left shoulder when he's chipping. Mm -hmm. Everything else is perfect. You know, he gets that left shoulder high, and that's why he's kind of chili dipping a couple of them. Just, just lean a little left, put the left shoulder down. They'll start chipping in again.
I think I might need to go hit the chipping green. Keep the left shoulder down. That should work yeah, for everyone. There you right? go. It there does. You Trust go. me. See? Very good. <laughs> uh, well, John Daly, thank you so much again for, for joining us here on this Golf Channel podcast. Look forward to seeing you this week, teaming up with LJ at the Father-Son, the PNC Father-Son Challenge, back next month in Orlando for the Diamond Resorts Invitational. Thank you much Looking for forward to taking it, the time. You betcha. This has been a Golf Channel podcast with John Daly. I'm your host, Will Gray. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. <laughs> 